Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 220 of the show. We've got a great topic lined up today. Should go pretty quickly, actually, but it's extremely, extremely vital to your success as a tennis player that you really understand what I'm going to talk about today. And it's going to have to do all about staying relaxed through the point of contact. And I've got a great drill to help you get a feel for what that's really like as well. Well, I want to say thank you to everybody that said hi to me while I was at the Western and Southern Open in Cincinnati. I talked to quite a few fans of the website, but fans of the podcast specifically. So if you, I'm sorry, I, I should start writing names down, but if you came up and, uh, and talked to me, then it was great to meet you. And I'm going to be at the U.S. Open as well. I'm recording, let's see, this episode on the 23rd of August, and I will be in New York City the 27th, that's Tuesday through the 30th, Friday. There's a, a contact phone number at EssentialTennis.com, and uh, you can actually text that number. So if you're at the Open and you'd like to to meet and just say hi and chat for a little bit, I'd love to do that. So send me a text via that number, and it would be great to meet you in New York. All right, let's get to today's topic. Sit back, relax, and get ready for some great tennis instruction. All right, Go ahead and get down to business here and talk about staying relaxed through the point of contact on all of your shots, really, but mainly on the serve and forehand and backhand ground stroke is where this is most applicable. And I honestly cannot possibly overstate how important this is. This is vital to your success. And this topic doesn't come to us from a listener, as, as most of my shows do, but it's just something that I had on my mind. I was doing some video recording uh, a couple of weeks ago now, and it's a topic that I was thinking about after having shot a video about it, and I thought it would just make a perfect podcast episode. So why is it so important? Staying relaxed through the point of contact is vital to your success because tension slows down the racket and makes things jerky. When you have any kind of tension in your body, and really specifically, when, when we're talking about a forehand ground stroke or a serve or any other type of shot where we have a big, long swing path or, or we want to have a long swing path, then being relaxed allows the racket to move freely. When we have tension, and especially in the smaller parts of our body, the hand, the wrist, the forearm, up through the shoulder, you know, really from the shoulder down, when there's any tension present there, then the racket head will slow down. And that means you're going to get less power. It means you're going to have less spin. And because tension also makes things unfluid or uh, jerky, you will also have less control. So less power, less spin, less control, all at the same time from a singular physical mistake. That is huge. This is why I, I said a second ago, I really can't overstate how important this is, just to understand how, how vital this is to your technique and also to start working on it. Now, I first, probably the best example, and I've actually talked about this on the podcast before, it's been quite a while, 
but it's worth having its own show about this. The the first time I really understood, and this kind of clicked for me, was when I was listening to a golf podcast uh, several years ago. I many years ago, and when I when I still had my job at Congressional Country Club, uh, I got really into golf for a couple years there. I was listening to a a golf instruction podcast, and there was this top national nationally recognized golf pro instructor as a guest on this show, and the interviewer asked him, "What is the number one mistake that recreational golfers make?" And the teaching pro said, "The by far the number one mistake that average golfers make is they try to hit the ball." They try to hit the ball. <laughs> now, why is it a problem? It's a problem because when we know that impact or a collision is coming, we as humans naturally tend to tense up for impact when we know some kind of collision is about to occur. A perfect example of this, I, I've heard this in many different contexts, it might not be the best example, but it's one that really makes sense uh, for me and really kind of similar. Oftentimes, when there's a car accident involving a drunk driver and you know a victim, you know somebody that was hit by a drunk driver, very very often the the person who is inebriated, the drunk driver, just walks away totally fine, uninjured, whereas the person that got hit very often has very serious injuries. And a big reason for that is the drunk driver being inebriated doesn't either doesn't see the impact coming, isn't aware of it, is just out of it, and or is just, I guess out of it is a good way of saying it. Even if he or she knows that impact is coming, they're just, they're just out of it. And so they stay just in this loose, relaxed state through impact. Whereas if you're sober and you see a car about to hit you, you're, I mean, just think about it. Put yourself in that situation. You see a car about to just, just T-bone you. What do you do? You tense up and you say, oh no, I see this is coming and everything gets tight. It's just a natural response for us. And so within the context of golf or tennis or any other sport where you're trying to hit an object with something else, and it's not just a ball or a bat or a racket thing, but think about martial arts. I, I've talked to many martial artists who are very skilled that have told me the same exact thing. You cannot brace for impact when you're throwing a punch or a kick or else it will make the, imp the, uh, the force that you um, transfer much, much less, and it also leaves you much more open to injury. And it's the same thing in golf and tennis. So if you if you shouldn't try to, quote unquote, hit the ball, what should you do? You should be attempting to make a perfectly fluid swing on whatever stroke you're attempting and just have the ball be in the way of that swing. So imagine if the ball was not there at all and your goal was just to make the most relaxed, fluid loose swing possible and what if you could actually trick yourself into believing the ball is not there at all and you just made that swing and then the ball ended up being right there where it should be as you execute that swing i can tell you right now i promise you it would be the best feeling shot of your life <laughs> if you were able to actually execute that
And it reminds me, it's funny, I was shooting these videos a couple weeks ago, my cameraman, uh, after the, the first video that I shot about this, he, he made, he made the, uh, the comment, there is no spoon. <laughs> uh, quote from uh, The Matrix. And uh, yeah, it's the same kind of thing. You know, in that scene, Neo was trying to figure out how this orphan boy was bending a spoon with his mind. He was just holding the spoon in front of him and making it bend. And the orphan told him the secret was realizing that the spoon is not actually there. <laughs> and then he was able to actually execute. And it's the same kind of thing. I, I realize that's a little bit of a stretch, but I'm going to title the show after that. There is no spoon. If you can, if you can execute your technique in such a way that the ball is not even there and maintain that kind of looseness and relaxedness, I'm not sure if relaxedness is a word or not, but you know what I'm saying, then you will hit much, much more effective shots across the board. So here's my challenge for you, a drill to, to go out and actually experiment with this. Spend three minutes shadow swinging your serve. And I'm not talking about going through your full motion at full speed, but rather just slow, smooth, and relaxed and fluid, going for half speed at most, at the very most, probably even quarter speed, and focus on keeping your body as relaxed as physically possible as relaxed as you possibly can while still just barely holding on to the racket, especially from the shoulder down. And just repeat that smooth shadow swing for three minutes, just one after the other. Relax as much as possible. Then go in sequences of four, making three shadow swings without the ball. And then on the fourth swing, just put the ball in the way of that loose, relaxed swing. So rather than make it a different swing, make it exactly the same, stay just as relaxed as you were during the shadow swings and see what happens. I promise you, you will be shocked at the results if you stay just as relaxed as you were during the shadow swing. It might seem at first like the racket's gonna fly out of your hand. It might seem like it's maybe sloppy and not controlled. But if you can do it, if you can execute it, then I promise you, you will be shocked by the results. You'll get more results, you'll get more pace and more spin with just a fraction of the effort that you were putting in before if you had tension in your swing. And I can tell you right now, if you're below a 5-0 level, you have tension in your swings, in your forehand ground stroke, in your backhand ground stroke, in your serve. There is some tension there. Uh, many of you listening have a lot of tension. Trust me, I've been watching club tennis for a long time and it's such a common problem and it just sucks potential from the strokes of tennis players everywhere so challenge you to go try that and you it doesn't have to be the serve i like the serve because you can do it by yourself you know you don't need anybody to feed to you or a ball machine or a pro or anything like that so the serve is a great way to do that drill that i um, described but you can certainly do that with any shot and following the exact same sequence. So try it and let me know how it goes for you. And I hope that you enjoyed my There Is No Spoon episode here. Quick little episode. I just wanted to just make one episode just on this concept because it's so important. And I hope that when you try it for yourself, it really is as big of a difference as I'm saying. Give it a try and let me know how it goes. All right, that does it for episode number 220 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. 
I'm actually more excited about the podcast right now than I have been for a while, and that's because I just went and checked iTunes, and this show is currently ranking number one out of all tennis podcasts. If you go and do a search for tennis podcast on iTunes in the music store, Essential Tennis Podcast comes up first, ahead of Sports Illustrated, ahead of Tennis.com. And I'm really happy about that. I was n- number one for years and years, and then I kind of took a little dip. Now it appears uh, we're back up there again. So thank you so much for your support, especially if you subscribe on iTunes. And speaking of which, I want to thank two people who just recently left a review on iTunes. Um, Dinah H. Boo 100, I believe, and also PGAAYE. Pretty sure is what you were going for there. Thank you, uh, both of you, very much for your review. I appreciate it. And if you've enjoyed today's episode and you want to kind of give back and help support the show, you can leave me a rating and a review on the iTunes Music Store that helps with the, the ranking. Thank you all so much who have done that. And you can also donate to the show if you'd like by going to EssentialTennis.com slash donate. With that, thank you so much for listening today. I appreciate your time and attention. Talk to you next time. Until then, take care. And good luck with your tennis.